This week on the Jockey Nerd Podcast, we dive deep into the first look at Robert Pattinson in the new Batsuit for Matt Reeves' Batman movie, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie doing well at the box office after internet fan backlash, but how much say should audiences have in the creative process, and Kevin Smith's animated He-Man Netflix show has an amazing voice cast. Geek boner! Plus a listener-sponsored review of the movie Brightburn and a whole bunch more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, February 20th, 2020. This is Jason Hawes and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. I've seen a lot of things in my life, but nothing freaks me out like antique porcelain dolls. No, even worse, puppets. Puppets come into life. But that's impossible, right? Right, guys? My spider shits are tingling. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jockin', be nerdin'. Be funny, disturbing. Jockin', be nerdin'. Spoiler alert. Hello, what's up, listener? How's it going? Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we deliver comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us over there, that flatulent, filthy, felty, who's constantly getting rug burn. It's rug boy. How's the knees, rugs? Pretty scabby, and my butthole is pretty <laughs> scabby, too. How'd you know I had gas? Rugs, I sent you those knee pads in the mail for a reason. You told me you were getting rug burn, and I was trying to help. Well, you know, I got to pay the rent somehow, Imran. got to use the equipment. You gotta get- pretty scabby, <laughs> right. pretty clever. Pretty scabby. Um, you guys, I'm going to debut. I got a new sound clip. Uh, added really? added to the soundboard suggested by our not funny. Love, it's not that one. Anthony, no. but that's really good. I should just record Anthony. <laughs> Anthony is the human soundboard. And speaking of that, Anthony, here's our new sound clip. I fucking loved it. So great. <laughs> that is the most excited I think Anthony has been on the show. Yeah. Ever it since is that palpable. one, yeah. Ever since that one episode post show on Patreon where I talked about my Vegas stuff, yeah, that's probably the most excited I've you ever. You were pumped. And what's great about this, you guys, is we can through our soundboard and clips, we can go through the history of Anthony's enthusiasm based on the clips. Remember, it started here. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Now that's normal level, Anthony. That was like level seven. That, for that's me. level seven. <laughs> okay, so then we move on to this one. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's really good. It's a little bit more excitement. It's like 8.5. And then it jumps all the way. I fucking loved it. To that. That's like a. It needs a Bilotti backup, th- though. He does. needs a send dog from, from yeah. Bilotti. I need, I need some backup. What, what should he say? John Bilotti, record us some audio and send it to me, and we'll add it to. I fucking loved it. And you know what? We might as well play all the Tony clips. Bro, do you even podcast? Let me tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's the complete, it's also true. It's the complete set. So I'm glad we can get you that excited, Anthony. It only took five years of podcasting. I'm glad you can complete your little your little set there. I got a whole set got, of Anthony clips. I love it. We're going to use it a lot. You collected all the stamps. Yes. Good for you. Just like the Monopoly <laughs> game. I can't find Boardwalk. Uh, let's get to the geek news. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. 
Don't just say he's shooting ropes. <laughs> After I fucking loved it. Yeah. He goes, I'm sh- hey, I'm shooting ropes. Like in a New York accent. That doesn't. That would be amazing. I fucking loved it. Yes. Calm down there, Anthony. We understand. <laughs> uh, look, here's something that uh, Anthony should have. Geek you being the big Batman fan, Matt Reeves uh, has released a camera test in which we have like, get our first look of Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. In the new bat suit, the cinematic evolution of Batman continues. Uh, if you have not seen this clip, it's about a minute, 12 seconds. He's bathed in red light and Battinson slowly walks towards the camera into focus uh, and kind of does like a half turn. And you get great looks at the suit, close-ups of the cowl. Anthony, let's start with you. Initial thoughts. We got a new Batman. We have a new Batman. It looks good. I mean, it, it kind of with the red light looks like Daredevil. The head looks a little enlarged. Yeah. The only real thing I noticed, I mean, everything looks fine. You know, you guys can point out some of the de- finer details. The only thing I noticed was, damn, he's got a pretty good jawline. The jaw works, and I didn't know Daredevil was going to be in this movie. It's kind of weird. I don't know how, yeah. how that the red thing. The red was how weird. that works out. Rugs, what is your initial uh, reaction to this camera test? I think so far what I've seen isn't disappointing. Okay. I mean, I do think the head shape is odd. And uh, I'm waiting to see the rest of it, to see the ears, to see how that plays into the design. If it doesn't look right, that that head's going to stick out weird. Like, kind of like that first Daredevil helmet looked weird. Yeah. So, Well, let's start with the cowl. It is interesting that they did not show the ears. And I'm ho- I was hoping. F- I hope he has long ears. I like the long ears. Um, but the co- what if it's like the the first issue of Batman ears where they're like a V? Yeah, where they like point in instead of going straight up. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this costume has that a- aesthetic of old school and modern, homemade, and you know, tech. Uh, the cowl I love at the end where you you see the stitching uh, in the leather of the cowl, very homemade looking, but. My first take, initially, I was a little bit disappointed when this came out a week ago that they were reverting back to like a Chris Nolan armored suit or like an Arkham Knight armored suit. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, but I've watched this thing a couple of times. It's kind of growing on me, and the cowl is clearly like a homemade leather piece, so that's a nice touch. Um, does that- I still think Batfleck looks the best. Well, yeah. What do you guys think? Did you uh, Do you like this armored look, or should it have been, I wanted a cloth suit, and the Batfleck suit is not bad? I, I don't necessarily mind. I mean, the armor is a little bulky, but we haven't really seen it yet. No. It's just, it's tough to fully judge. I will point out the the cowl, it looks like around his eyebrows and cheekbones, it's just super enlarged. Yeah, the, the prono- like the pronounced, very pronounced brow yeah. is very similar to like, remember Michael Keaton's Batman suit, Tim Burton's suit had that kind of pronounced brow so looking thing. That, that looks a little strange if you're going to go with a tactical armored suit yet the pronounced bra brow and cheekbones it looks like that it just doesn't look like it fits look one looks a little bit more cartoony and the other one looks practical mm, interesting it does look a lot but like daredevil it's really i mean it, we're judging a fucking 55 yes. second clip where they've they're only panning around on his face in, in very red mood lighting it's very dark there's another i'll put a link into a clip that somebody took out the red made it black and white and kind of brightened it up and you get to see a lot of detail so, look, let's just get to the biggest, like, craziest change on this suit is to the bat symbol. 
Uh, I've heard some rumors, but before we get into what I think it is, what do you guys? What was your guys' take on this weird, like earless metal? Well, there's two theories yeah. that I, that automatically pop into your head. Yes, and one is that's a batarang that he can take uh, out. Yeah, I had that thought. And the other one is uh, off of that Kevin Smith uh, issue yes. of Batman, yep. where Batman melts the gun that Joe Chill used into his uh, his symbol. That's crazy, and that's kind of like it's so dark and and nutty. Like the gun that took away his parents, now he has protecting him on his chest, always to remember. This is from a Jim Lee and Kevin Smith Batman story, manufactured for use, featured in Detective Comics number one thousand. Anthony, what do you think about? Is this Joe Chill's gun that he's re re uh, that he's reused? I've never heard that. Yeah. So that was this is the first I've heard of that being a thing. Well, yeah. I have no clue. Uh, for me, it looks. I mean, it looks fine. It does look a little strange that the, the head is missing on the bat. Um, yeah, it just looks like they designed it for to be something practical. Does this suit look homemade to you, or does it look a little too like he had too much help with it? Well, he's a million billionaire, right? He is, but he's also he's gonna. He don't want a lot of people to know what the fuck you're doing. And like you know, we've had the Lucius. I Fox. don't think that. Um I don't think that it's really an issue. It's like all the pieces could be nondescript. Yeah. And then he'd probably have to stitch the, you know, or, or put the symbol in, you know, in the ears into the cowl, I think, like they did in Begins, which made sense. Yeah. So all the pieces are like, to, but together, I, don't, I just love Begins, how he makes a suit. It's great. Yeah. That is kind of neat how he gets inspiration from uh well he gets the fabric yeah. that you run electrical current yeah. to. that was cool and then you're like oh shit there's a practical application for that cape where you can make it into a fucking thing that catches air and you could like surf on the air with it and like right. like a hang glider it's fucking awesome so i mean if there's gonna be wayne tech in this if this batman this this is reportedly will be around like year two so like not a, the beginning does of it batman. Take place? is it modern what is the date like the time period um uh, you know, I still don't know. There was a rumor that it would my, would be in the 90s, but it, hmm. it may just take place now. That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. On yeah, the, on because the and then that, that like, you know, that technology is going to play a bit larger role in, in a suit, if you think, think about it. If someone right now who had billions of dollars to create a crime fighting suit, you'd probably have like even like, some kind of shit to make you super powerful, like like you know, like a, a endoskeleton or exoskeleton. Yeah, but I I still feel like it looks. A li- I like the homemade kind of like he just built it himself, like you know, with parts. I don't know. Uh, also, did you notice like the it's a, I like the leather cape and there's like a collar attached to it, which is different. It looks a lot like Mike Mignola's uh, Bath- Batman Gotham by Gaslight Batman. Hmm. Somewhat, right? It's I mean, it's it's a little subdued. Yeah, it's just there. I guess it's just there to like. That's how um, it attaches. The, no, I just think it's there to like provide some more because de- they've had to take off the armor plating on his neck so he could turn his head. Yes, I like that. I so like. There's that. something else there. Yeah. to kind of like maybe deflect something that's getting thrown in, in, in his direction. I like that he can turn his head. That's very important. Yeah, it is important. Yes, you know. Sure. Does he seem big enough? He seems like he fills this pretty good, Pattinson. Well, you, you, at this shot, you can't really tell. Yeah, it's so close, yeah. but 
I'm sure he's going to look as about as big as Ezra Miller does in in his flash uniform. Oh, that's a good point. Oh God, he looks <laughs> not great. Yes, he looks all weird. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I was just thinking about this. This is the sixth Batman we've had in almost thirty years. Right? Isn't that crazy? How many different versions of on-screen Batman we we continue to get? But it speaks to the legacy of this character. You can continually re- reinvent yeah, him and reinterpret people him. People just still crave yeah. seeing Batman. And you always get excited. You're like, oh, shit, new Batman. And I really think it's smart of him to release this this way before some shitty set photos leak. Uh, smart of Matt Reeves to control the narrative here. Yeah. You know? So maybe there is a... Uh, this is coming out 2021. I got faith in Matt Reeves. Yeah. And I'm hoping that he pulls this one off. I kind of, you know, the suit. Geek motor. I'm gonna say it gives me geek motor. Kind of, kind of, kind of grew on me. But I want to see more. I mean, obviously, I'm not like over the moon about it. When I saw that Affleck first costume shot, yeah. I was like, they fucking did the Dark Knight. Suit. Yeah, it was like you could and see the like, cloth suit. Yeah, I was like, I thought I'd never see that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and not only that, but like, say what you want about Zack Snyder, his costumes are always pretty damn fucking they, they good. look great on screen he's they're definitely fantastic so look this one if they're doing the long halloween there's gonna be tons of bad guys you got zoe kravitz as catwoman colin farrell as the riddler what i don't want to see is i don't need to see him fucking training i don't need to see the origin again origin again origin origins oranges again i'll serve you some you don't need again. to see the pearls i don't need to see the fucking pearls and cry I don't need the pearl, the pearl necklace around Batman. No, just drop us in. We get it. Everybody knows who fucking Batman is. Don't even set up the villains. Just fucking drop us in of him Batmaning right away. Uh, we've already seen all the other shit. Make him a teenager and send him to Europe. Or yes, oh. and have have Nick Fury hijack his <laughs> That's vacation. A great idea. <laughs> no, no. What? Get the fuck out of here. No. Uh, don't don't give him I any. Just wanted to get a rise. Give him another rich billionaire friend that actually gives him uh, stuff. No, that makes no sense either. Don't do that, listener. Let us know what you think about the new bat suit. It's rather geek boner or floppy jock. Floppy jock. Uh, visit our Facebook group. Jock and Nerd Nation and uh, hang out with all our awesome listeners and we like to shout out people in the nation and read their comments. For example, here's what the nation thought of this camera chest. First of all, camera oranges (laughs) chest. I'm just doing free word association now. (laughs) Oranges, smarmy umbrella balloon. Uh, Steve Morrison, thank you to him for actually posting the link and saying, what a dirty tease. David Zika says, floppy jock. Hashtag floppy jock. John Bellotti Jr. looks okay. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, No, just okay. Dylan McCandless says, that's the original earless bat simple. Interesting choice. Adam Morris says super armored up again and obviously can't see the colors, but I really hope it's not just another Nolan black armored suit. Chaz Hebert says, from what we can tell, there's going to be, he's going to look pretty good in the cowl. I think Jesse Rodriguez, he has the chin. Yes, he does. Great chin. Great jawline. Great jawline. Great profile. TJ Scott says it looks like the symbol is functional, like they are two folded batarangs for him to grab and throw. That's pretty cool. Plus, it seems as though he can turn his head again. So there's that. And then John Campbell, it has a slight Adam West feel to it in the cowl, which I also agree. It has a little bit of an Adam West. The stitching. The stitching makes me... I think we said all that shit. Think of Adam West. Yes. And... So we're on the same page. Yes. The nation Or we read all the comments and don't have any original. Yeah, that's what we do. We just (laughs) read your comments on the show. (laughs) Pass it off as our own. 
You figured it out, kids. <laughs> uh, but look, we're all on the same page. That's why these guys are our listeners. Uh, sticking to DC stuff, let's check in on the Birds of Prey box office. Having reviewed the movie last episode, listener, check it out if you missed it. Uh, this movie now worldwide, after about two weeks of release, sitting at $152 million on its uh, about 84 worldwide, worldwide 152 yeah. on its 84 85 million dollar budget people are saying by, by the time this thing uh finishes up it'll probably make like 225 250 which is barely like triple the budget barely them breaking even yeah on this what movie. I thought. yes so uh, did you hear about the uh faulty reporting on box office mojo no, what was that rugs you were getting into something so- i couldn't find anything well, they had fixed it, but like oh. uh, initially when that that uh, weekend report came out, they said that uh, I think the second week report, they said that uh, France had like twenty six million dollars come in. Wow. And like, that's impossible. That's all, yeah, because that's way too much for a friend from them. Yeah. And I'm like, that sounds wrong. And so it was two point six. They did they, they, oh, the decibel points yeah. for three different countries were wrong. Oh, they were all so Taiwan, France. And I think there was another one. Australia. Honest mistake or shenanigans, Rucks? I don't know, but it pumped it up to like it's having one hundred sixty million dollars instead of one hundred and forty. So international, it's at eighty eight million domestic sixty four million. Yeah, I think they fixed it. You know, when somebody had pointed it out. uh like the night that it it was like I like that for a whole day. Yeah. So everybody was taking it and running with oh, it's gonna make its money back. Yeah. I mean um, it's ba- it's barely made its money back now, so you gotta wonder if DC Warner Brothers is like, uh, do we do it? Well the it sequel? made what, nineteen million in its second week? Yeah. Speaking of second week, it was number one the first week it was out. Gets blown away this past week by fucking the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh shit. The movie famously had a huge internet backlash when they originally released the design of this Sonic uh, back in the middle of last year, 2019. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to their credit, Paramount goes back to the visual effects team. The director goes back. They fix it. And this movie goes on to open uh, the budget for this movie, similar to Birds of Prey, $85 million. It opens to $58 million opening weekend. <laughs> Not only that, that was President's Day. By the end of the next day, Monday, it's at $70 million. Oh, shit. Currently, this movie has made $128 million worldwide. And uh, it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone seems to love it. Rotten Tomatoes sitting at 63% tomato meter, 5.8 out of 10 average rating. Well, I would say 94% audience score, by the way, but audiences are... People are stupid. Audiences um, love it. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie, but I will say I'm su- quite surprised. As I when I saw this trailer, I thought this is going to be the worst movie of the year. Right? There's no chance anything's going to be worse than this, and apparently it's not. So that's a win. And it in fact has the best domestic opening of any video game movie ever. Oh, yeah. shit. beating out Detective Pikachu from last year that w- held that record. So I thought this would be a great little. Con- well, have you been hip to this though? What like Sonic? Like his his cachet. Well, that's the thing is, uh, you know, you can point out. I was hip to it twenty years ago. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, Sonic Sega games. He played it back in the day. There's been cartoons. He's still popular. But the reason this movie's doing well is like almost the same reason why Birds of Prey is failing, and that is your name recognition, mainstream appeal, and marketing, in which Sonic ultimately uh, does it right, and you see how Birds of Prey kind of fouled it up there. What, what do you, I don't know. How did they do it right? Well, because they had better name recognition. Well, 
I think that first of all, Sonic is. We underestimated the power of Sonic. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. I think that uh, there is a large contingent of kids that really love Sonic. I mean, that they're they're not they're in their twenties now, but yeah. they grew up watching Sonic. They grew up with playing uh, Sonic games. Uh, Sonic has been introduced to in, into Nintendo now, so he's part of like Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. he's in Smash Brothers. So he's been lingering around, and um, you got the Jaleel White fans who grew up watching him as a as the car- voice in the cartoon. It's still, so I yeah. think. So I think that there's even a contingent in the African community that really has embraced Sonic. Yeah. So I because because of Jaleel White. Yeah. And um, so there, there he's got like a lot of like feelers out there that are in different spots, and uh, you know, obviously he's Sega's flagship character. Um. So that's one thing. He's like a Mickey Mouse type of a character. Absolutely. The IP is still strong. So you have that. But then you have that whole thing where they redesigned him and um, it looked like it's shit. Like when they had the first commercial out. Yeah. So then they went back and they redesigned it uh, to please the fans. And I think that that probably, even though it seems like the stupidest thing to do. Yeah. It probably made everybody give it a second chance. Go, hey, they really tried. They they even listened to us. Yeah, I think that absolutely helped. And it, it felt that people felt empowered by that. I think it helped the box office because, and I don't know, like now he looks like the character that everybody knows just in 3D. But this does this set up a slippery slope? This is what I kind of wanted to debate with you guys. Uh, what is the cost of fan anger? In this case, it works for them and they did the right thing. But, well... The reason why comic book movies have not been, I mean, not, not comic book, video game movies have not been successful yeah. is because every single time they make a movie, it's unrecognizable. The right. Mario Brothers movie. Yes. They, they, they it wasn't anything like no, Mario. They completely okay? missed that. Yes. Um, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. Those, I yeah. mean, remember that Mortal, remember that Street Fighter movie they did with the, the, the girl from Smallville that was nothing like oh, yeah. Street Fighter? I mean, even the, the original was funny, John Claude Van Damme, but that's not Guile. <laughs> right. <laughs> Guile's American. What the fuck are you doing? Remember Double Dragon? There was a movie for that, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've been like, they haven't really stuck it. The Resident Evil movies tried. And there's a couple of other ones out there that uh, that did okay, but um, most uh, the big ones like Mario, you would think Mario has got like the most cachet. That's the biggest fucking one, right? Yeah. Why would they deviate so far from yep. what Mario? Yep. Is? So they made an effort to at least appeal to the fans. And I, do I think that it, it it's something that should happen all the time? No, but when you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. And this movie would have been dismal if they would have stuck to it. I would guarantee it would have been dismal. He, that, that's the only thing people would see when they go see this movie. He had creepy teeth and like human type eyes and human uh, proportions right. and it with, didn't work. I agree with the sentiment that we shouldn't see something like this often because I do agree that whoever's creating the movie has their, you know, should do what they envision they want to do. But as Rugboy mentioned, this was just absolutely so hideous and wrong right. in terms of like what what people anyone that's going to see a sonic movie wants to see sonic yeah. they don't want to see yeah. something else that is called sonic just like maybe uh a movie in 1998 where we saw a giant igu- iguana called godzilla <laughs> that's not godzilla <laughs> yeah, fan uproar would have really helped then too yeah. I mean, there are times when, yes, you should listen to the fans, and other times when you should yeah, stick it's, to your guns. It's, yeah, well, it's, it's not one, one size fits all with this kind of stuff. These Hollywood people, these suits, 
they want to take something and they want to take credit for it. So they go and they change stuff. And they don't have respect for source material. That's one of the things that we learn a lot. Yeah. And as fans, come on, as a fan, you want to see the best possible version of what you love. Yeah. And as true to it as possible. And I was talking about like uh, costume changes and stuff with in regards to Birds to Prey uh, with a few people this week. And it's really one of those things that like we're sticklers for. Like most fans are sticklers for. They want to see what what they love come to life. So, do I think that fans should yay or nay design? They shouldn't like put out like like what's 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 uh, Matt Reeves doing? He's putting out a, this little snippet of of Batman, hoping to get decent reactions or to soften us up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Just so when we do out. see yeah. awkward shots yeah. that were out of context, we don't like pounce its heads. It's it's disgusting or, or terrible. So. um they have to be hip to that, that we, we know what we know sometimes more than the people <laughs> that are making the movies because they get into this, this whole thing of that, that, that goes far away from the source material. So I think it's, do I think it should be something that regularly happens? No, but I do think that if they just stick to stuff, they don't have to worry about that. Sometimes it swings the other way too, where, you do don't want to listen in such in the cases of like Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. I know a lot of people were initially grumbled at how like gr- it was too grounded and too realistic, but turns out that's that was the right move. And if you think of like the Transformers designs, you know people were crying about why do these fucking Transformers look like this? He didn't listen to any of that, Michael Bay, and there's a fucking billion dollar franchise that's run out of steam, but. The worldwide, those movies well, kill. Yeah, but but I think that everyone would have preferred it. I think we just we we just live with it. I think a lot of times we just go we go with it. Yeah, like when we went to go see Godzilla ninety eight, yeah. we're like, okay, we'll go with it. Yeah, but yeah. like that's not what we really wanted. Yeah. So, I would also say the Bay movies. One of the big criticisms was you couldn't tell the Transformers apart. No, you don't know the fight the face scenes, from so. their ass. Or I, what's I don't know elbow. if we necessarily. Loved that love that look for those Transformers. I mean, those movies made... I didn't love it, but people... Apparently, a lot of people did. They made a lot of money, and they made fucking five of them, and he didn't change That's shit. Like, what would you say has been made that had changed it completely, that got, that got it right? So then I would also cite now the Bumblebee movie that actually made him look like from the cartoons and car parts. I thought that got it right, but that does not make as much money as the Transformers movie. Somehow. Well, those well, five that, movies, there was a stink lingering yeah, after into the that fifth movie. one. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. reputation. Um, I'm trying to think of something it. as far as Rug Boys comment. You know, I always had issues with Spider Man's costumes because they keep, they never, I'm like, just give me the vanilla traditional costume. And it's always. Spider Man 2 did that. Yeah, Spider, yes, Amazing Spider Man 2 got very close. And so that's what I'm trying to think of something really goofy in comics that I would have, that yeah. they kind of streamlined in the movies. Like, there's certain things, obviously, like, Thor, they changed, all right? But they changed, enough, they didn't change it too much. They still had the discs. Right. They still had the red cape. They didn't have the helmet. They had it for a few shots here and there. And then they've completely lost the helmet now. I forgot yeah. he used to wear a helmet in the comics. That's right. Yeah, that yeah. was one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then that, like, that kind of replaces the image of what Thor is. Yes. So I feel like... Even though 
I would like to see the helmet. He wore the helmet in, he wore a helmet like thing in, in, in Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok, yeah. But, um, so now Thor is not like what his, what his costuming is. But I think with Thor, it's okay because he's a god and he's not really wearing a suit. Yeah. Whereas Spider Man and, and Batman, they're making a conscious choice to wear something yep. to be a symbol. Yep, yep. And I do think that superheroes should have different costumes, like different for different moods, maybe, because that way you you know they're wearing the same thing all the time. Yeah. And then you know, it, how do they wash it? Yeah. Like, is the smell? Like, you know, like I mean, obviously, Batman probably has a closet of the same suits, you know. But like, it's just weird when they just go completely out of left field. Like Doc Ock, they didn't put him in the green. Um, no, but that would look goofy. Yeah. Yeah. But he had everything else. But Green Goblin, they put in the fucking goofy mask. And and, and no one liked that. And yeah. I didn't like yeah. that. He looked like a Power Ranger. Yeah. yeah. Well, so in the case of Sonic, look, it was absolutely the right move for them to listen to fan response. But, you know, you still got to have your artistic vision. You still got to stay true to your creative process. And I don't know if you should be worried about what people think for a lot of it. I will just say to Rugboy's point, um, you can have your artistic vision, but if it's worse than what Wait, you start was with, originally yeah, made, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you got a then problem. problem. You clearly <laughs> yeah, you have to not improve. doing things right. You have to bring something to the table that improves it. Yeah, which, yeah. And that that it, new design clearly didn't improve it. No. Yeah. What, of Sonic? The old design? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I look back at those, the side-by-sides, yeah. and I'm going, what? Why, why, why would you, you put that? teeth on the thing? And, why did, well, like, they wanted to make him more human-like to interact with people, but I don't know. It's a strange But decision. they don't get that. The design of him is iconic, and you just have to... You, it's got to look just like the game. Just like I remember when I first. saw Skeletor from Masters of the Universe, yes. and I'm like, that doesn't look like Skeletor. I mean, it's kind of Skeletor-ish, but it's not Skeletor. And they got it as close as they could. They tried. They, I mean, they had like... The guy, he's wearing a He-Man-esque thing, yeah. but like it's not the same thing that He-Man wears. See, I remember he's not wearing furry pants. Skeletor did not wear a lot of clothes either. Yeah, he just had like this these little panties <laughs> and a cape and a chest piece. And but I just remember as a kid yeah. being like, that's not really uh, what I have in my figures. Uh, none of those people in that movie look anything like the He-Man things. Right. Uh, but Sonic's doing well. What did We haven't seen it. But the nation has. Here's what they thought. Mark Russell says absolutely loved it. Jim Carrey was a riot. Ben Schwartz is great as Sonic. Stick around for a mid credit scene. Lenny Lensations Romero. He said actually wasn't a terrible movie. I quite enjoyed it. He got the Lensations watching. He got the Lensations watching. We all get the Lensations. We get lightheaded and things get melty. Uh, Chris Marin says watched it. Really enjoyed it. Carrey was awesome. Cyclops was the same character he plays in Hop. He's talking about James Marsden. The seven six-year-olds, five boys, two girls, loved it too. All well-behaved. That is a lot of children, Chris Marin. Oh shit! To have to watch at a movie theater. I like that he threw in that they were well-behaved. All well-behaved. Like, These are not. By the way, yes. <laughs> they liked it, but they acted nice. But they, they were polite. They were very reserved, and they yes. said please and thank you. Brian Goff <laughs> said, "My family and I all liked it." Irvin Dela Cruz. So I liked it well enough. Not the greatest movie, but not the worst. Kids would definitely love it. All the ones in the theater were laughing. Like others said, Jim Carrey was great. Probably best part of the movie. Something was lacking, and I'm not sure what, but overall, it was entertaining. I can tell you what it is. No boobs. There's no <laughs> boobs. I think you hit the nail. Yeah. In a kid's movie. That's a, that's exactly Listen, even Howard the see. Duck had duck boobs, right? And that's a kid's movie. I think so. Give me yeah. some Sonic boobs. Doesn't one of them a girl? <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, speaking of He-Man and Skeletor, uh, they just released the the voiceover talent for Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe uh, Netflix show that's coming out. And holy shit. Oh, shit. This is a crazy fucking cast they got here. Rugs, He-Man fans, I think we'll enjoy this. They got Mark Hamill playing Skeletor. I think that's a perfect pick. Interesting. Right? He could he just see, picture that high-pitched voice. Kevin Conroy, the guy who we have a drop from, Batman. So we have Batman and the Joker. Batman and the Joker. Kevin Conroy will be voicing Merman. Mm. Lena Headey, Cersei from Game of Thrones as Evil Lynn. I love that. She's great. Interesting. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila. It works. Those are the top four. Then you got guys like Chris Wood, who's on Supergirl. Chris Wood will be playing He-Man, Prince Adam. Uh, Liam Cunningham, Davos from Game of Thrones as Man at Arms. That's perfect. I like that. Right there. Steven Root from Office Space and Barry as Cringer. I remember Cringer and Battle Cat. Diedrich Vader as Trapjaw. Uh, we got Tiffany Smith as Andra. Henry Rollins. Oh, shit. Henry Rollins as Triclops. Alan Oppenheimer, who's the original Skeletor, will be voicing Mossman. Susan Eisenberg, who does Wonder Woman and all these cartoons, she's sorceress. Alicia Silverstone as Queen Marlena. Justin Long as Roboto. Jason Mewes. Of course, Jason Mewes has got to be in this if Kevin Smith is making this. As uh, Stinkor. Phil Lamar from Mad TV as Hero. Tony Todd. Tony Candyman Todd as uh, Scareglow. And then Cree Summer as Priestess. Kevin Michael Richardson as Beastman. And Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin's daughter. Playing Alina. This is a crazy cast. Yes, Imran read every single name. I can't, Unbelievable. I can't be. I'm, listen, this is why you're going to. This is. Geek Boner. I can't be more excited for this cast and for He Man from Kevin Smith. I think it's going to be is great. This all you guys. I got nothing on this. Come on. It's He Man, Anthony. You didn't even, I haven't watched one episode no. of He Man. <laughs> it's nice to know that the, you know they're really going, rolling out the red carpet for this fucking thing. Top talent. And, and trying to get good people involved. So now. We just got to see what the animation looks like yeah. and uh, if it's a joke or if it's like legit. I can't wait. I think the action scene is going to be a Voltron or a She-Ra. Oh, boy. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think the action will be very good. Apparently, the guys he's got doing the action are, are very good at it. And this I mean, listen, the me Dragon excited. Prince, yeah. um, that was a legit Netflix animation. And uh, hopefully it's in that vein. Yeah. And it feels like that. But uh, we'll see. Meanwhile, if you're a He-Man fan and you're waiting for this He-Man Masters of the Universe live action reboot with Noah Centino that was supposed to come out next year. Ah, uh, well, Sony has removed it from the release schedule yeah, it's not entirely. I, I saw a rumor that it may go to Netflix, which is Listen, probably a good idea. They shouldn't make this movie unless they're really going to fucking make it. Unless they're going to do it right. I, Sony owns this, right? Yeah. They need an IP. Yeah. To do well. <laughs> yes. They can't fuck around. They got to like get the right dude to do this and really fucking nail it. They can they can totally kill this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing in the news is another thing Anthony uh, does not watch. Westworld. Didn't watch this trailer. <laughs> Westworld. That's fine. You don't watch the show. So yeah, that's right. I didn't feel like I would have a valid opinion. This, on this just dropped today. Official season three trailer from HBO for Westworld and Rugs. I, par- I apparently got you. Geek boner. Geek boner. Yeah, I was. I'm psyched because it was like uh, season two was a weird season. Yes, it was. Um, it went in weird places. 
So if for those of you who have not watched Westworld, I, I recommend it because it's, it's very good and, um, it, it asks a lot of existential questions and it's about like, you know, what is living and what is being alive mean? Yeah. Yep. Kind of like all that shit that like every robot movie, artificial intelligence movie asks. Yep. Yep. So, uh, they create these, uh, androids to fuck and to beat up in this wor- world called Westworld where humans go on vacation and pretend to be cowboys, ninjas, or whatever they want to be, and uh, they they can do whatever they want to these robots so they can, like, let off some steam. Uh, but they're made too good. Yep. And they start to, like, become sentient, and then they 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 start to realize, oh, we could fucking kill these humans and, and free ourselves and whatever, and that's what they do. Um, so I gave away the whole, uh, pretty much, whole, uh, <laughs> so don't have to watch. You don't have to watch it. Uh, season three. Now, season three has at, them at out the in the end real of world. The second, at the end of the second season, they get out of Westworld, yeah. which is like this secluded place and they go out into the real world. So, and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if they're going to like try and pretend that they're human. You don't know if they're going to just go on killing sprees. You have no idea what's going to happen. So this is where. It start. It starts with uh, the main characters, uh, Dolores, and uh, you have Maeve. Maeve, who we thought was uh, deceased, is not. Yeah, and some new characters in there. Aaron Paul, you got Jesse Pinkman. You got some fucking. You know, now you're going. Most of it took place in the park where it was the 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 West, right? Yep. It was like the, yeah, it was the Wild know, like West cowboy yep, thing. Yep. And every once in a while, they'd show like the inner inner workings of the West World, where it was like all futuristic and shit. But now you're now we're fully in the future, yeah, the, like yeah. The, uh, I guess America. It, I don't know where it's we like are. Near like near future world, and everything's like cool and designed and futuristic. And no, it's like fucking futuristic shit. Oh, there's like robots. Everywhere, yeah, I guess so. I guess it's maybe a hundred years in the future. But yeah, have like Dolores versus Maeve showdown. One of them wants to kill everyone, and the other one's trying to stop him. And you see the man in black, Ed Harris. I'm kind of, uh, I got geek boner for the, boner. the third season because, like you said, season two was a little weird. This one seems like it has more of a point, and uh, I stuff's feel like happen. they're not going to do that, like uh, that fragmented reality where they're flashing. There's a lot of flashing around. It was confusing in different, yeah. Like the Witcher. I actually think it was well done, yeah. but like, there's a lot of flashing around different timelines. And fragmented memories and stuff in in the first two seasons, and I think that they're going to drop it for like a straightforward narrative, maybe with a few flashbacks here and there. I like it, and essentially, the Man in Black's been playing this long game, and I love the line in the trailer where she's like, "Welcome to the end of the game." So I don't know if they're alluding to like this is the last season, uh, but they should they should go out with a bang. Definitely go. Out I mean, with this bang. looks the production value yes. for this looks great. It's amazing. Yes, it does. So. It looks as good as the fucking Mandalorian. March. Yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, it's HBO. They always fucking, they spend a lot of money coming out March 5th, I think, early March. It will be out. Yeah, it's been on a two year hiatus. Yeah. So maybe they put a lot more time and money into this. This is last like what they did there. with the Game of Thrones and Sopranos, but, you know, taking a long time between seasons. This is their, this is their next big, uh, uh, anchor show that they're, they're trying to push. Now, we've seen what happened to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Where it went out like in a total shitstorm. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Yeah. This could be great or it could be dog shit. I mean, this is, all you have is a trailer to go by. So, Anthony, any interest in watching Westworld? Not currently, no. No, no, not yet. 
He's got to watch Breaking Bad first. Watch Breaking Bad first. A lot of things on the table right now yes. for me. So yeah. Yes, we'll get into that uh, after the break. Let's take a quick break here, guys. Play some promos, and we'll be back with a listener-sponsored movie review of *Brightburn* right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Venice. And I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor Flav and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The judge. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. Because <laughs> <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right. We're terrible. Terrible. Tangents <laughs> all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies, too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. Shut up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find him. You can find him. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you... Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weeby Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at WeebyGeeks.net. Weeby Geeks, your voice for the Geek Revolution. Want to know more? Listen, if you're, if you're a fan of the show, you've been enjoying the show, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, and you will get access to a bonus RSS feed. There's multiple tiers. You can sign up for a monthly donation. You get stickers, T-shirts, bonus content, and you become one of our – you become like an executive producer. Uh, if you give us $10 or more a month, you get to pick any movie for us to watch and review, and we're going to get to another one in a little bit it's a lot of fun this week bonus content from anthony holy shit oh yeah. shit instant reactions to anthony's oscar nominated movie marathon anthony what did you what did yeah. you what'd you give us this week so i'll just a little backstory got a little into the oscars decided to watch the movies that i had not seen that were nominated for best picture so i'd only seen joker and irishman so there were seven more this past weekend, I watched three Oscar movies, Whoa. two in the theater. I watched In Order, 1917, Parasite, and then Marriage Story, and I gave my instant reaction to all three of them. Only on Netflix. That's amazing. On Netflix. I mean, on uh, Marriage Story on Netflix. Your, right. um, your reaction is only on Patreon. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. Just join Jock and Nerd plus Max Premium. No, you can only hear that if you sign up to our fan club. Let me ask you, out of those three movies, which one would make you say... I fucking loved it. Out of those three movies, or if, are there any of them? 
No, I I would say I, I loved all three of those movies. Really? Wow. Yeah, they're all completely different fucking yeah. movies. Uh, I would I would even have a hard time making an argument for one being better than the other. Holy I, shit. I would, I've changed my mind a few time are few times already yeah. on these. Yeah. Three. Actually, I'll factor in the other two: Joker and um, Irishman. Yes. But I think right. If you had to put a gun to my head right now, as of this moment, I would probably lean towards Parasite being the best wow, of those five. Wow, well, that's why it won. But um, especially the last three that I've seen are, are amazing films. Solid. What a good. solid list of movies this year for the Oscars. In fact, Parasite, like it's still in the theaters. It's coming back out in IMAX for a limited release. They said their ticket sales went up like 234% oh, shit. after winning oh, yeah. the awards. I mean, Parasite, uh, actually, both Parasite and 1917, I was surprised at the amount of people that were in the it's theater. still going I, I to definitely see the, it. Definitely the buzz from the Oscars. Parasite, I've never seen that many Korean people. <laughs> Not even for, uh, uh, what was that movie? Uh, Crazy Rich Asians? No? Uh, I don't remember that many Koreans Korean coming people. out for Parasite. And what's funny is this movie has been out for a while. You can rent it on your cable Absolutely. box. Have you seen any of those movies? Any three? And I, I know Rugs has seen all three, right? Yeah, yeah. At Rim Round. Have you seen? I haven't seen Paris. Any of those three? No, but I'm going to watch Marriage Story. I'm going to rent Parasite and Jojo Rabbit because they're. What about 1917? I, I, I want to see that, so I may have to oh, go wow. to the theater and see 1917. So, yeah, I won't spoil anything, but yeah, no. I mean they're all completely different. That's why movies. I haven't listened to them yet, but I wanted to know if one of them stuck out. And I, it's great that you're like, they, they oh, all great. stick out. Yeah. I think 1917, if you can see that in a the movie theater is probably yeah. the one you have to see. Cause it's more of an experience yeah. than anything. Yeah. Parasite. Uh, you have to be just locked in Yeah, and parasite. I think parasite is the type of movie where you watch it and then you re- like read some of the stuff. You listen to some of the stuff online afterwards and you go, Oh wow, there was a lot in that movie. And then it might make you watch it again. Oh, wow. And the marriage story is, is just very well done, yeah. um, like very realistic, well done story about a divorce. So yeah, wow, solid, solid list of movies. You're gonna continue with uh, Jojo yeah. Rabbit I'm, and uh, Once Upon I'm a Time finish, in Hollywood. The the only one I'm kind of not looking forward to watching is Little Women, just because I don't know if I will relate to anything in there. Yeah. But, Probably like it, but yeah, maybe yeah. I'll like that too. It's a classic story. Uh, actually, Anthony, you, yeah, so bit, join our fan club, com slash Patreon to hear those exclusive reactions as Anthony continues his... My, uh, my jumbled reactions. They're literally right after I watched the great. movie, so I, I can't even form sentences like, correctly. I listened to them while they were all pretty good. Right on. I got it. So well, thank you. Now I have to watch these movies so I can listen to the reaction, because I didn't listen to them. I just put them up, but uh, I will. I just haven't had time. To fucking watch any of these movies, I'm gonna get to it. One more thing, I wouldn't argue too strongly for, especially if you're coming down in 1917 and Parasite. Yeah. If a lot of people are thinking that that's the main debate, I wouldn't be mad at any at the argument for either, because they're just both good. Well, good it's solid movies. movies for completely different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm surprised that Knives Out isn't in the conversation. Yeah. But uh, that's also a really good. Movie. Yeah, I've heard that. Knives Out, Uncut Gems. So you you watched uh, you yeah. actually watched four movies, not three. I did. I, I was I was <laughs> obligated to watch this fourth one that we're going to talk. This about. fourth one is a Patreon sponsored movie. If you want to force us to watch a movie, join the fan club, joggernerd.com Patreon. But right now, we're going to talk about the movie Brightburn from 2019. Here is your spoiler alert. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Spoiled. And this one, Anthony, any, anywhere near those other three movies? Uh, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts okay. first, but I will go with 
Easy no. Okay, well, I just want to get that out of the way because obvious, ob- it's obvious. Come on, it's obvious. It's quite important. But before we get to it, let's set up. This is our last Patreon review movie for round one, everyone. Oh, we finally shit. did it. We've made this would be 25 movie wow. orders completed. So you, when you sign up for our Patreon, you get your order delivered. Not only that, this is the perfect time. If you are a new uh, supporter at $10 or if you bump up your pledge to 10 bucks, the perfect time to do it now because your movie will get reviewed quicker because we just got through all of round one. We will or be. Or if you're a continued multi year supporter, yes. you get a pick. And there's movie. a bunch of you guys that if you've been there for more than a year, you and we have a bunch of those. So we'll be rolling on with uh, round two movies. Uh, yeah, next this week. is your chance to take control of the show. But you can jump right in because if you're a new one, we'll do it right away. This movie, Brightburn, sponsored by, dedicated to listener Patreon supporter Daryl K, who has been a patron of the show for 21 months. Second nerd. And Daryl, you can also sec- send in your second movie pick since you've been with us for more than a year. Um, this movie from Sony, currently Rotten Tomatoes rating, has it at 57%. Uh, average rating 5.63 out of 10. So almost exactly tomato meter is almost exactly the average rating 67% audience score, very low budget, cheaply made movie made for about $6 million. Uh, opening weekend makes, uh, about $7.8 million worldwide. It has made $32 million. So oh, I made money. Yeah. That's not a bad, uh, return for a $6 million movie. Oh, or a $6 million man named Lee Majors. No one is going to get that reference. I got it. Okay. Only guys our age will get the $6 million man. Uh, this movie directed by David Yaroveski. Uh, what else has he done? I'm glad you asked. Not much else in terms of directing. He directed a movie called The Hive. Uh, and uh, that's about it. That's about it. Starring uh, Elizabeth Banks. David Denman and uh, Jackson A. Dunn playing the lead creepy kid, Brandon Breyer. Uh, and that's about uh, the other people. I don't really have to read their names. I've read enough names <laughs> for today. Uh, Anthony. Yeah. There's a big, uh, quick uh, plot synopsis. What What is Brightburn about? Ever heard of the story of Superman? No. Tell it to me. <laughs> How does that go? Some... Some little fucking alien crashes into Kansas, gets picked up by some farmers and raised into be a good boy, and he's actually a, a, a superhuman. Yes, that's not this movie. That's this movie. It's a, what if he was a bad child? What if he was a shitty kid? Yeah, yeah. that's essentially that's <laughs> uh, the recap of the thing. What did you think, Anthony? Uh, first time watching this movie? First time. Actually, I, I'm going to give you guys the floor. I always oh, go first, okay, so I'm going to give you true. guys the floor, and I'll come in third. Rugs, have you seen this before? No. Oh, you haven't? Oh, wow. This is the no, first time watching Brightburn? Watch okay. Oh, I'm <laughs> so glad we, we forced Rugs to watch a movie he didn't want to watch. Okay, Rugs. Uh, what were your opening initial thoughts of the what if Superman was a shitty, socially awkward I didn't like kid? it. No? No? I didn't like it at all. No. There was nothing to it. It was just like a vehicle to use this idea poorly to create like some kind of a horror movie for low, for low budget. And you, you're basically baiting. You're capitalizing on the fact that it's a Superman type thing, and you're getting that zeitgeist of uh, of all these fans that might be curious about that to to come check it out. Um, I don't think this is a 
well-made movie. I don't think this is a movie that um, even does anything interesting at all. <laughs> Jeez, it okay. doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Because think about it. Like, um, you have in the notes, what a Superman was a socially awkward kid with a temper and shitty parents. That's what this movie is. No, it's not. Because it's not. he doesn't have shitty parents. His parents are nice people. Well, I guess they are. They did, What did they do wrong? They raised him. Yeah. They weren't, like, doing drugs or anything or, like, beating, you know? Like, yeah, that's The dad point. was a little bit firm, but, like, yeah. you know, I mean, at this point, this kid's killing, you know, everything in the fucking chicken coop. <laughs> yes. You know, he's got a reason to, like, be a little bit angry, but, like... So there's nothing here that would describe other than the fact that he has powers and he just gets drunk on his power. Yeah. And the way that they even handle that is so clunky. So like even the idea isn't written and explored well. Speaking of written, let's not forget to mention the movie is produced by James Gunn. And it's written by two other guns, Brian Gunn, Mark Gunn. How many fucking guns are there? Apparently he has like five brothers. Too many in America. We need more laws. Yes. You know what? People aren't the problem. The guns are the problem. (laughs) I mean, no, the other way around. The guns, the guns are the problem here because they wrote this shit. Mark Millar wrote Red Sun. Yeah. Which is if Superman was raised in Russia. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. And, you know, it, it, it has a lot of depth to it. This has none. (laughs) It really has nothing other than let him be a perv. Like, let him, I guess, you know, he wants to creep up on a girl. And I don't know what he did to the mother, (laughs) but her tits were out. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's just weird. It's, I don't know. I didn't like this movie at all. I was like, I I didn't think it really had anything to offer. I mean, I also, so my initial reaction was like, it was, it works on a weird, like a super villain origin meets B movie splatter horror film. Like it didn't know what it wanted to be. Did you think it worked as a horror film? I, I, I thought the, the, the gore and the, the splatter horror scares were, no, they were funny. That's just an effect that they used. Yeah. I was laughing my ass off. I was like, oh shit, that's hilarious. But no, I, overall I found the movie formulaic predictable you knew everything that was going to happen uh there was nothing new there but the, uh i i don't know can you i like the uh, attempt at trying to put superhero genre with the horror film genre see what happens but clearly they needed more money and a better fucking script i don't know i think the script was the weakest part yes yes the effects were like dog shit yeah like when he's in the air it looks yes. like you're all watching the sci-fi they channel. They did a lot of, like, they tried to do practical effects for most of it, but there's, when he's flying around through the forest, it looks like shit. Anthony. Yeah. Uh, first time watching this also. First time as well. What is your take on uh, Superman was a shitty kid's story? So knowing that of the, the origin of Superman and all that, and there is an interesting idea there, right? Of, yeah. of taking a shitty kid, uh, taking a kid, and what if he ends up bad? And what if... Yeah. You know, what if all the elements that made Superman something was tinkered, and and that ended up producing you know the product of this yeah. uh, this crazy kid that is in, in you know enamored with his power and all that, and and you make it a horror film like that's also kind of an interesting idea. Frankly, I'm surprised this was produced and written by the Guns because right. this script is not good. This is this is the the movie the idea or the the thought that kept coming to my mind is this i this movie's half baked. Yeah. Like yep. you have an interesting idea here, you have an interesting tone to put it in. Yeah. Yet 
that's all you have. Yeah. You you literally just took that idea and go, went. This is enough to make a movie. You didn't write out okay. What makes this character? What would make this more interesting is giving this character depth. Yeah. What made him like this? Right. Why is he like this? Why is is there an internal battle yeah. that he's fighting? Does he want to be good? Yeah. They tease this stuff, but really, all the only thing that makes him bad is the red light comes on in his fucking ship that he came. And then in. it like activates and him, it, it and, activates and then he the, becomes the, bad. The mean gene in him. Yeah, it just which bad. Isn't as interesting. No. It's just a shitty horror movie. So that's all you really have here. It's such a contrived plot thing, too, to do that. Like, oh, this right. thing lights and, up, and now he's bad. Right, right. It's there's a lot more actually that you could have explored. Absolutely, and they didn't do it. Yeah, and I actually like Rugboy. I fucking really disliked this movie. I was I had to pause it and like look at my phone. I'm like, this movie sucks. <laughs> oh, shit, this movie's oh, terrible. Shit. Yes. And let me just throw in one more yeah, thing too. Yeah. And and this is something I stole from Chris Duckman, but it 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 absolutely is true. Yeah. Granted, I knew what the movie was about coming in, yeah. but if you wanted to maybe do something a little more interesting and maybe have like a twist, yeah. you don't do the first scene, have the first scene be a ship crash lands. Yeah. Because right off the bat, yeah, it start, yeah. you ruin the suspense of, okay, what's going wrong? Yeah, Why is this kid acting the, the way he is? First. You know right away yeah. the kid is acting yeah. fucked up yeah. because he's an alien. That yeah. could have been at least something you reveal later. Yeah. So this, I, I just don't understand how... I, I know this isn't James Gunn that wrote the script, yeah. but how could how could this family that I, I think can write some clever things put out such garbage? Maybe his brothers aren't as talented. <laughs> Who knows? It, they didn't it, get it the was, fucking gene. It was Drek because, like, even the way that it's written, like, if you're watching a movie and it, and it, granted in horror movies you yell at the screen all the time, like, why are you doing this? Yeah. But I was more like, they're really going to pretend that there's nothing wrong with this kid yeah, for like nobody, half of the movie. Yes, nobody <laughs> ever questions the kid or thinks it's like, like a, they're really never going to say it out loud. Yeah. The kids in, that they know that the kid's an alien. Yeah, they're really not going to like ever like be like, oh shit, like this is uh, we, we've been waiting for this, we've been preparing for this for a long time. Yes, no, let me hide this from you for no apparent yeah, reason. Yeah, not tell you. Yeah, so it's like I hate that. When, that's like when writers like we need her not to do this. Even though every other person in the world would be like, hey, uh, the kid just killed all these chickens, and uh, it might be the, I found him flying you know, in the middle of the garage. It might be the kid. Remember, he's an alien. Uh, maybe we should well, tell there's him. also, like, if you want to make it a cool horror movie, like, I didn't find it suspenseful at all. No, and I, it's not. I think there's a lot that you could do to make this suspenseful, yeah. but instead of making it suspenseful in the right ways, they decided to revert to kind of shock gore. Yeah, it's B-movie instance, gore, the, yeah. Yeah, well, for instance... The girl getting the fucking glass stuck in her no, eyeball. No, I don't like when things are in the eye. I well, could not watch that. That Then you have the guy with the broken jaw. That, he smashes it. That was hilarious and amazing uh, makeup work. <laughs> that was not makeup work. That was actually, that looks CGI that, to me. Oh, it was CGI? For what it's worth. Okay. But, but I think. <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, they just decided to rely upon scare, like shock horror. Yes. Instead of actually delivering on real tension, but there is even then the tension isn't interesting or scary because as we as I mentioned, the character is they're trying to like convey this this internal strife that he wants to do good. Yeah. But there's never any moment where you're like the kid is fighting off this like evil force that's coming against him. There there isn't even that. It's just like I want to do good and then he's like evil. Yes. It's just it's it's really it's the not, girl that sets him off too, uh, you know, unknowingly, of course. Like, it's just it's just not good. Like, and then you make him a pervert. I, I just yeah, it's the first thing he does. Give, is go to like, if you're gonna, I don't know, just add some depth. Make 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 him a pervert because his dad like fucking slaps him around. Like, well, that, do something. Yes. I don't know. Like, why is it 
it's such a, a flip of a switch. Wouldn't it's it, such a lazy thing. Wouldn't it make more sense if there were shitty parents? Like then I would understand yeah. the trauma that this kid they, went through. They were shitty parents, and he's still trying to be a good kid. Yes, and then he's like snaps. even in the opening shot, these two people they're panning across the bookshelf, and it's like pregnancy books like they want a kid yeah like it's yeah. not like they got a kid and they didn't want like no, yeah. there's nothing like so, what is the lesson here like even good parents can raise a shitty kid no matter with powers or oh like, i don't what, think this what, movie has no, a message, it doesn't have like a message. i'll tell you what i really hated like it's so predictable like you said there's no suspense the tension is removed remember the scene where he's trying to start the lawnmower and then he flings it and that was kind of funny but then there's that whole long shot of the blade spinning and you know what he's gonna do you know what's going to happen, that he's going to stick his hand in there and it's going to break. And- you see that they, uh, the dad says he's never been cut. Yeah. And then you see that he gets cut. By you don't ship. go and tell yeah. them, like, hey, listen, I, I'm going to tell my husband, he cut his hand. No, she, he, hid she that, doesn't tell him anything. She hid that whole thing from him until the end. Well, she never told him. She was the no. only one who thought about that. And, I mean, I know, like, they're trying to do something original. But the movie ends on such a nihilistic ending. Yeah, the it's just ending like, is so weird. This is a, it's just a hateful movie. Like what, this is this is just a, a hateful it movie is. just for yeah. the sake of being hateful. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing of substance I that I watched. I didn't mind the ending. Yeah, that was the only thing that was at least unpredictable. Okay. That's like, true. I did expect. I didn't expect. I mean, that. I, not that I like that fact that it's a nihilistic worldview, but I think that he kills his fucking mom. Yeah. Well, yeah. in the way and, he and, does um, it, yeah. and he kills it. He. He brings down an airplane full of people to yeah. cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm like, okay, okay, that's fucking, that's fucking crazy. So at least they went at the end, they had something that was like, okay, that's fucking extra. That's a fair point. You know what this movie but is? You know what? They needed something, and that was the only thing. This is what I figured out, and there's going to be spoiler for the boys <laughs> coming up, but this movie. It's the origin story of fucking Homelander. Oh, shit. Think about it. No, he well, blasts yeah, his I mean, dad in the face like Homelander did at the end of the first season. He brings the plane down. I can imagine this kid growing yeah, up but, into like a Homelander. But the origin of Homelander is already so much more interesting is, than this. Definitely because is. because yes. of him being raised in a lab yeah, and yeah. The, what that would do to a person and his psyche yeah. of be like being treated as special and being away from everyone. This movie is what the boys is is... They aspire to be the boys as a movie, yeah. and this movie is not even close. No, boys yes. is l- like the the level of which this this movie wants to be. It's layered, it's textured, it's right. A it, lot it's better. it's interesting. It's yeah. dark. Yes, it's but dark. it's it's a, there are horror elements, but there's a lot more substance yeah. to the boys. Yeah. Whereas this is just again the idea of a bad Superman in a horror movie, in like a splatter horror movie. So not maybe right. not the best attempt at combining these two huge genres, which you think. Would be a fucking no brainer. Easy. And throw in the third thing of evil kid. Like, what? What do you get out of this movie? Like, now this is. I got a waste of an hour and a half. <laughs> like, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the person that enjoys this movie. Yeah. All right. There's two types of people. There's yeah. people who don't give a fuck and just want to watch anything. Yeah. They'll watch literally anything. Yeah. As long as it's like a movie. Yeah. They'll watch it. They don't care. They're they they're not that too biggie. Then there's people who are into gore. Yes. And they'll, th- those people are fucking weird and, <laughs> and um, they're into, they'll watch it. Like, I don't like gore. Like, mm, I, I don't either. I Me think either. that if you, I think that sometimes it's necessary to cr- convey things. Yeah. Uh, realism and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and I'm all for it. But if it's just like 
that's the only thing that you have. That's and all like, they had, and there was only I'm two I'm not going to sit through a movie to see gore. Like, that's not, to me, like, that's not what bringing me to the movie. Like, if there was gore. if there was more of that outlandish, over-the-top gore that made me laugh throughout the movie, I think the movie would have been better. Well, uh, but it's only twice, example. and it's, like, dumb. Here's the example. Blade, yeah. for example. Yeah. When it first came out, it was pretty gory. Yeah. All right? And, um, and even the Guillermo del Toro one was pretty gory. But... You had Blade. Yeah. He was interesting. Yeah. All right. He's a vampire that fucking is a daywalker and he's against other vampires and he's got a crazy backstory and there's this whole underworld of vampires that are there. All right. Okay. So there's some gore. Of course he's going to fucking, he's chopping people up with swords. Makes sense. Gore. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's not just the gore. And so like, what do you really have in this movie? It's just the gore. Yeah. That's the only thing you don't really see like, Anything else that's interesting? Did you guys think the kid was creepy enough in his performance or no? Yeah, I don't think I mean, he I did thought, anything. I thought, it was I, I thought he was pretty unremarkable. I yeah. didn't yeah. really find. I didn't think anything of him. Really, I wasn't like this kid's a great actor. Okay, no, I, I didn't oh. notice him being bad. Yeah, he was adequate. I I, you know, and I did the one of the few things I kind of liked was just the the symbol and the use of the symbols and the drawings. Like the drawings were fucking dark and crazy when you see them but just the bb the brandon Breyer, brightburn uh it was it's a neat symbol i thought i wish they did more with that they you know just used to link all the the deaths together and fucking they, find the kid it, i don't know they just this movie just needed some a couple of more rewrites yeah and uh, i guess they they really didn't have anything to really give meat to this story it was so like it's super thin and just surface and like there's nothing there yeah uh the end was weird because the, so he take, brings the plane down and it just kind of ends there and then the and over the credits there's a scene of michael rooker doing his best alex jones youtube impersonation talking about all these creatures that are out there and i'm not sure if they were trying to set up a franchise is that what was going on an easter egg no, but if you look at the shot, I'll show you where it connects. He talks about like this fish creature, this yeah. knot lady, um, the, and, and Brightburn. And there's a picture of Super, Rain Wilson from Super as that character. Rain Wilson was a, apparently they were trying to make a spinoff or a sequel that was going to have the Super character, which is also, that's a James Gunn movie too, right, Ruggs? Yeah. So they were going to, James Gunn was trying to like create a gun universe and they were going to have Rain Wilson join them so at the end of the movie this kid is free just terrorizing people right is that what we're yeah, supposed to that's assume what it is yeah. he's just out and fucking killing whoever he wants yeah please please this is the, the end of this <laughs> well listen uh, let's uh let me just put this out yeah. there look we're starting fresh we got we uh opportunities for new suggestions uh, <laughs> for movies um i would think that the this is good Find us a, a gem for or a classic or something that is maybe that's going to take us by surprise that we actually like. Um, that would be cool. Or a movie <laughs> like Anthony hasn't seen a lot of movies. I love hearing first time impressions of people who are watching classic movies like movies that everybody's seen. Yeah, uh, that's always good. Uh, okay, look to wrap this up. I mean, I, I understand why this was picked. It's yeah, within it's it's within our it's, uh, wheelhouse. It's the yeah, it's like the Bizarro wheelhouse yeah. for us. It just doesn't work. Great idea, bad execution. <laughs> Overall, I love the concept. It's interesting. They just fucking couldn't flesh it out. It's not really even a movie. It's no. <laughs> it's barely a movie. So do it's you it's it's literally what it is is a eighty slasher film. Yeah. 
that just happens to have like an alien suit. You know, like when in the eighties when they decided let's just make every slash yeah. based off a holiday. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Here, here's a concept. Day, let's take a superhero and leprechaun. make him a slasher. Yes. It's the same thing. Yes, it is. Uh, There's no movie yeah. there. Can you make a good movie combining these two genres that will make money? Yeah. I wonder why more people haven't tried it after this. Well, this came out last year. So, well, it would be interesting if there was something like there was no kryptonite. There was yeah. nothing. Or like, shouldn't Morbius kind of be like a horror movie? Uh, I mean, a bit? you're asking for this genre in the horror way. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you got the boys season two yeah. coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So it this there it's clear this can work. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just this doesn't fucking this work. This does not work. Let's find out how much it doesn't work. Anthony, give me a score out of ten for Brightburn. I will go with a solid three point five. Okie dokie rugs. Uh what are you gonna rate it? Four point five. It's not a movie, but it you know, I, that's about as close as I can get it. To I'm gonna me. I'm gonna all right, I'm gonna give it it's a five. It's a five. It's just fucking barely a movie. But yeah, oh, you have a really high bar. Like, what's what's got to be like a two or a three for you? Oh, it's a fucking Mr. Nanny. Didn't I say that was a one? <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, fine. Yeah, I know yes. what the I know what the oh, line. Shit. There is the line. Fucking Mr. Nanny. I forget what I rated. Like Annihilation, Mortal Kombat, yeah, Annihilation. I'd have to listen. That, to that was not good. Also, it it also didn't help. I don't think it would have necessarily um, improved my score, but didn't help that I'd watched three like Oscar worthy movies, movies. Yes, and then I'm I'm. <laughs> I was and I was literally in the giddy mood. I'm like, yeah, like, I like I love movies. Movies are awesome. Oh, well, here's like, a cool idea, uh, and I throw it on. I'm like, lame. Oh, fuck, fuck no. that show. That's a big like, fuck up right there. <laughs> when you see like Marvel movies and DC movies, or whatever, like, and then you see these Oscar winning films, yeah, you can see that the actors have to do a lot more. Yeah, correct. Especially yeah. in something like uh, Marriage Story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or when you know, it's just they have to kind of go to a different place and bring so much more to the table. Cause there's not this, all this other stuff to distract you. It's like, really, there's nothing there, but them. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. And they have to carry it. So it's, it's even like a, a Scorsese film. It's yeah. got all this style and, 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 and all this stuff to it as well. That could be a little bit, that could set this tone and lull you into this. Oh, I'm watching a good movie. I'm in this world. Yeah. Yeah. What, I, what I'll say is there's a, a headspace I get into for Marvel movies yeah. that sometimes, um, can go into a deeper level and like movies such as the marriage story I have to go into a different headspace yeah, yeah. and then there's a headspace for Brightburn that I just never want to inhabit <laughs> why so. do I have to have this movie <laughs> in my head get it out where, where I'm literally just going fucking well, look, hell I'll, let me just extend this olive branch to Brightburn everybody who was in this movie like they tried to be doing something yeah, like, but the script was so weak like elizabeth banks was like she's fine doing what she yeah, was doing the father, the father was fine, was fine. everybody, everybody, the everybody kids, did their job the kids, just, yeah it was the failure of script and, dire- and direction Th- those I, two I things agree. so yeah the fa- i mean the father and the mother actually f- came off to me some mostly realistic yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, i didn't yeah, find yeah. them to be assholes yeah. and that i wanted the de- the kid to kill him which a lot of times these horror movies can end up making them snake of even making the protagonist someone you want to see die. Yeah. So in that sense, thumbs up. At the same time, he didn't really feel bad when they did get killed, really. Except for the I mom. I didn't feel maybe. bad. I yeah. just was just like, like, this bleh. movie needs to fucking end. Drops his mom <laughs> from 30,000 feet. 
Yes, thank you, Daryl K, for your pick and your hey, support. Thanks, and uh, keep listening. I hope that you don't like this movie. Yes, hopefully we t- we didn't just ruin. You, I, w- I do want to point out real quick. Yeah. I watched. Uh, I, I like Chris Stuckman a lot. Yes. I watched his review yes. after I watched this movie. Yeah, he good. was like, "I like this movie." Oh, really? Yeah, he was like, "This is it's made because of the Paris." I'm going, "What the fuck? <laughs> how can you have such awesome taste in things and then say you like this?" I mean, but I can kind of see how you can enjoy it on a base level, but honestly, it's not worth watching a second time. No, I was just like, "This movie's bad." The whole time I was watching, this movie's bad. <laughs> Bad. I didn't expect. <laughs> I didn't expect the gory death. So that was something. Saying it backwards because I, <laughs> I had to stop saying it. this is bad. Bad movie. Bad. 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 <laughs> All right. Fuck it. Let's get to news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> A fart work wow. done live in front of a studio audience. Ding! I would like to have like a, a applause after that. I should I should put the applause back in. <laughs> uh, this is the segment, listener, where I, uh, we pull quotes from uh, from our Facebook group emails. This is the segment where you take over the show. And you guys, last week I said a lot of things wrong. Oh, yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Luckily, we have really smart observant listeners who pay attention and call me out. So Lisa Morrison commented based on our last episode, Lisa Morrison, a teacher, mind you, she's a teacher. She's like, FYI, Imran, Louisa May Alcott wrote little women. Shame on you. What did you say? I said, Jane Jane Austen. Austen. I got my classic female writers. What did Jane Austen write? I think that's, uh, look it up. Small women. <laughs> she wrote large <laughs> women. Yeah, not little women. Jane Austen. Uh, best. Uh, she wrote. What's the book she wrote? Pride and Prejudice. God damn it. Uh, haven't heard of it. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. No, that was a. She wrote that. I was in that musical in high school. No. <laughs> Sense and Sensibility. Pride and Prejudice. Emma. All of these have been turned into movies also, by the way, uh, Jane. So, look, I got confused, but thanks for calling me out. And then David Zika caught another one. He says, Imran confused the pianist with the piano. Both wow. both good in their own way, but the pianist is a step up. The pianist is the Adrian Brody movie. <laughs> the piano is the Harvey Keitel ass movie. That's how you set them apart. Which one is the penis movie? The penis is a two-inch <laughs> the penis. The penis or the piano? The two-inch pianist movie. So the pianist. All of that, I'm issuing full retractions, and I have to give myself the shame belt. Shame. Shame. I love the pianist. Shame. Oh. Oh, there's a bell. Okay. Shame. <laughs> shame. Shame. It's still going. It's all right, I'm going to throw shit at him now. Yes, not throw all your tomatoes and, and, and old vegetables as I walk down the street naked. Shame. Shame. Remember that shit? What a great scene. Uh, moving on, David Zika. Not Lena Headey's body, by the not way. Not Lena Headey's body. No, that was a body double yeah. in digitals. Yeah. But I'm sure she could have just, she would have looked fine. Why? Maybe she wasn't comfortable. I don't know. Look good. Whoever it was. Looked amazing. Shame. I would, uh, shame. <laughs> For shame. I would throw mud at her, too. 
Uh, David Zika <laughs> shared a link with this comment. I don't think this one has ever come up on the show. An excellent example of how great direction and editing can make a lower budget into something great. Not sure how to feel about a remake. I put this in because it's perfect uh, based on our recent conversation of Brightburn. Low budget. He is talking about this uh, article. is titled Run Lola Run set for Bollywood remake through Sony and Lipsis. First of all, Run, Lola, Run, German movie from, uh, what year is this, 1998? Yeah. Fucking amazing movie, highly recommended, starring Franca Potente, and it turns the ticking clock plot device into an awesome, tense movie with great techno music. She runs a lot, and she's got to save her brother. Uh, it's fucking great, low budget. I would check it out. Anthony, have you ever heard of Run, Lola, Run? Run Forest Runs? What? Run Forest? No, Run Lola Run. You never heard of this movie? I uh, don't think so. I I I saw it in the theater and I really enjoyed it. At the time, I wasn't as well versed in movies as I am now, but yeah, I did I did like it a lot. I mean, I haven't watched it in years, but I feel like it would hold up. It was fucking great. Movie. I have no idea if it holds up. I, uh, seen it I just love Franco Potente's red hair uh, flashing through. I don't know why Bollywood is remaking it, but. Fine. Okay. Whatever. People forgot it exists. Yeah. So like yes. now let's remake it and act like we did something new. But I'm glad Zika brought this up. That is a solid recommendation. Definitely check out this movie if you're looking for things to watch. Uh, it's really well done. And then the last bit of comments from the nation. David Malofsky shares a link and writes this comment. I just saw this article and thought it was interesting. Giving Rugboy's rant a while back about how Disney should try and buy Spider-Man back outright while he's definitely the biggest cash cow on the marvel roster marvel does own the rights to animated tv shows and with the kids toys being the biggest selling spidey items they are really getting the lion's share of the character already sadly i think this means sony will own spider-man for a long time the article he shared headline it doesn't make sense for disney to buy spider-man off sony um and we've talked about this in the past but what do you think now with the way things are happening? I feel still feel Sony Spider-Man is more valuable to Sony than it is to Disney. I disagree. Really? Yeah, I think uh, I read the article. It makes some points. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, it doesn't make sense for them to buy it now. Right. But, and that's be and, and the real reason is it not doesn't make sense because they just spent all this money on Fox. Yeah. And they got the Disney plus shit they're setting up. So. At this point in time, they're not going to, but they're eventually going to do it. Like when this shit doesn't start panning out for Sony and they start losing money on making these movies and like not, I mean, look, uh, Birds of Prey just did shitty. Yeah. Um, maybe some of these other movies that are coming out are going to do shitty. Who knows? So if, if that starts happening, if that trend starts happening, they're going to probably be like, Hey, uh, we need to make some money. We're we're going down. We need some some inflow of cash. Let's get like ten billion dollars from Disney. There's still that rumor of the clause in the contract out there that if somebody buys Sony, the rights automatically revert back to Marvel. That's also oh, true. Shit. Anthony, what do you think? Who needs who more at this point? Oh, Sony needs Spider Man more. So the, in yeah, my opinion, so no amount of money Disney offers probably I, I don't know about no. Yeah. I mean, anything's for sale, yeah. but I just don't. I don't know if um, Marvel's all that like they want. They definitely want Spider Man, but I don't know if they necessarily 
see the value in spending the amount that it would take, whereas just developing their... I mean, they're already, as you can see by Phase 4, trying to develop some other IP. Yeah. So that they don't... different. And, and they already don't need to rely on Spider-Man. So that, that's where I'm at. I mean, whereas Spider-Man has... There's 900 characters Sony has in the deal. Uh, Disney and Marvel have access to 7,000 characters, you know, and they've done well with the obscure ones they've tried to put out there so far. Yeah, and and they've built... I mean... Iron Man, arguably, at this point, is just as big a character as Spider-Man is. Which is still so weird. Like, Very weird. It's normal now, but the fact that that's a thing and Thanos, everyone knows Thanos, is so bizarre. Yeah. Um, and also, the Sony boss, Tom Rothman, recently made comments, of course, saying, I hope that the deal with Disney continues for years because that also benefits them Yep, you know, because they need Disney's creative uh, force. And the rub of having Spider-Man yes. in the Marvel Universe yes. helps those films, and then it helps these other side films, because maybe maybe most of the audience gets confused and thinks... They have maybe no idea. See, yeah, yeah, maybe you'll see Morbius in an Iron Man film or something like that. Or they, yeah, they have no clue. Yes. So speaking of which, this has already kind of started. The uh, Instagram account of Flash Thompson that he uses in Spider-Man Far From Home, Spidey number one fan... Recently posted a photo of the Daily Bugle. This you see this this uh, newspaper cover has been in set shots. Basically, it says the Daily Bugle. It says where is Spider Man with a question mark. So Flash Thompson from the MCU Sony universe posted this on his Instagram, saying, "You know, sometimes I miss when the world wasn't being destroyed by vampires, aliens, and flying robots, people." And I was like, oh, there. So is this the start of them trying to get people used to we're going to see Tom Holland, possibly in Morbius, possibly in Venom 2. And uh, they're going to he's going to go back and forth. I mean, if that's what they're doing and it works out for both companies, that'd be cool. I don't know if it's going to work, though. This really interesting detail that says there have been other stories which have been posted on this Instagram account, which make reference to Flash being saved by Daredevil, Avengers Tower being renamed to the Baxter building. Hmm. Uh, there's other theories online that whoever is running the account is just playing into fan theories seen on Reddit to make yeah, the whole thing I, feel authentic. I would lean more towards, I mean, I think there is truth of Morbius being in the, the Spider-Man universe, Yeah, but some of that other stuff I think is just... I don't think they're necessarily telling who. What's the character's name that plays Flash? Flash Tom? Oh, uh, 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 Tony Revolori. Yeah, I don't think Tony Revolori has no. the inside scoop on Marvel's plans yeah. for the next this five years. This may be years. a fan account too. But what we do know solidly is there is a poster of Spider-Man up in the movie saying "Murderer." You see the Daily Bugle and saying "Where is Spider-Man?" as if he's missing uh, in one of the set shots. So, and there's a picture of uh, what Woody Harrelson is Carnage without the shitty red wig. You don't see him. He's just human form. Um, but that is coming out later this year. So Spider-Man's future is going to be really interesting in the next few years. How much can they stretch this out and bounce the guy back and forth and not like dilute what Disney created? I don't know. Or Marvel created. It's going to be interesting to see how these movies do. I mean, Chelsea? yeah, in the next like five to 10 years, like Spider-Man's uh, future. If is... Venom 2 and Morbius don't do well, they're going to be singing a different tune over at Sony. Here's the thing, dude. Sony right now, they're what? They're two for two. Technically, Venom made a lot of money, yeah. commercially loved, into the Spider-Verse, fucking wins an Oscar. 
Yeah. yeah, but they didn't make a lot of money, though. They didn't make a lot of money, but won an Oscar. So, there, you know, so far, this experiment of Sony's universe Marvel characters with Spider Man everywhere seems to be working for them. Didn't make a lot of money, but yeah. They're doing a lot better, yes. Yeah. For sure. So, this Morbius, I'm really excited for this Morbius and Venom, too, with the new directors. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, all right. Gang, we, we're up to 113 ratings on our Apple Podcast rating. Nice. Whoa. We're getting there. Nerd. We're looking to get to 200. Grab your cousin's iPhone listener if he's in the U.S. or iOS device. Any iPad, laptop will do. Go to the podcast app and just give us five stars. That's all you got to do. Log in. Give us five stars. We're trying to get to 200 so we can be official reviewers. Look, we're getting press credentials to C2E2. We might yeah. as well be official reviewers in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Like, Let's get it done. Anthony, any final thoughts? Uh, make sure you guys brush your teeth before you go to bed. Floss in the morning. Same thing. Brush your teeth, floss, and probably throughout the day floss as well, or else you will get uh, plaque and gingivitis like Imran and then have to get all your teeth pulled. And make, sh- make sure your taint <laughs> is clean at all times because you, you never know when you're going to have to show your taint. I like how he built that to an insult. Wasn't <laughs> well, an insult. He just stated the so facts. Great. Random yeah, order of facts. Well, a way to slight you in some way. <laughs> Rugs, where can the listener find you? Well, you know, I don't usually say this, but uh, say it. I'm going to say it. For shizzle. For shizzle. <laughs> For shizzle. Um, I looked at the, uh, my Twitter following. Yeah. And it's at like about 500 something. That's not bad. And then I look at the Jock and Nerd podcast. Yes. And what are you at, Imran? Fourteen forty uh, something. So over a thousand. Fourteen forty one. So all those people should be following you too. Yeah. What the fuck is up, dude? I retweet you. Maybe I'll do an active tweet. I'll argue with you. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, first of all, <laughs> you motherfuckers should be following me. I should have as many followers as Imran. Absolutely. Number two, I need you guys to retweet my stuff and fucking uh, and, and converse. I got Seth Morgan. He's up in my shit all day long, and it's nice to have a little backup in here. I get into an argument with somebody. It's nice to have an army to send to fucking fuck them up. At Practical Seth has been doing great at promoting our show. Also, we appreciate it. Thank you. Everybody should be doing that, though. Yeah. Get involved with the show, listeners. Spread the word. Spread the geekery. Tell your friends. Let's grow this empire. Tell your friends' moms. Tell your friends' moms. Tell your friends' mom's dog. And, I was gonna say dog. Uh, I, know. I was gonna go I to know. the dog. What? Oh, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I fucking loved what? it. He fucking loves it. I uh, fucking love it. Thanks for li- oh, visit the show notes for this episode, chalkinner.com slash three one five, because this is the three hundred and fifteenth episode of the Chalkinner Podcast. You'll find everything we talked about, how to get in touch, how to listen. And uh, if you like the show, again, tell your friends. Thanks for listening to the Chalkinner Podcast. My name is Imran. Hey, my name's Anthony. He's the Chuck. He's a nerd. Hey, we'll catch you next time over here. We'll catch you next time. Did I say my uh, Twitter was at really rug boy? No, you can say it now. Oh, my Twitter's at really rug boy. Twitter. Let's go. That whole push, and I didn't even fucking mention my name. Lame. What a dickhead. What a dick. Chuck nerd.